0: Hello, everybody. It's Friday night, and it is weekender time once more. On this week's show, we're going to be checking out a fantastic boutique indie and diving headlong into a wealth of news from across the gaming industry. However, before all of that, one lucky viewer will be in with a chance to win King of the Dice, a board game where you try and attract citizens to your newly founded kingdom. Fun for all the family, and it could be yours if you pop a comment below. And you're a subscriber to the channel. If you can also do the good stuff, share us around and ding Warren's Dong, that really helps us out. But otherwise, sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekender. I'm joined this week by John, Justin, and Ben to take you through a gentle meander of the hobby world. Yeah. How are you guys? Keeping well? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. We're being awfully busy at the moment in (laughs) in the studio.
1: That's very unlike us. What was Well, you know,
0: <laughs> um, if people have been paying attention, especially if you're a Cult of Games member, you'll probably have seen an awful lot of piratey stuff go out last month with Ooh. our whole blood and plundery piratey blog type stands. Um We're kicking that off this month for Conquest, the last argument of Kings Ooh. slash First Blood, because <laughs> two, two games, one set of miniatures. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Come
2: count, count down, oh. down, boy, down.
0: Um, so we've decided we're going to build a new force of the newest army, the city states. Ah, awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the first vlog of which is up for our Cult of Games members over on tabletop.com. Um, if you want to have a nosy and see what we're up to for the next four weeks, mm-hmm. uh, where we'll be building and painting that force and maybe even doing a bit of terrain. Who knows? Ooh, okay. Who knows? Cool. So, yeah. Always in motion. In the future is though, as you just said. So don't hold <laughs> us to any of this. Uh, we will be doing conquest for the next four weeks, mind you. um But if you're after any of that, you can come across to, on tabletop if you go to the uh, conquest hub. You'll be able to see all the videos that we've filmed and bits and bobs in there as well about uh, conquest as well as my uh, little spotlight chats with uh, Constantinos.
2: I, who- I always love chatting to Constantinos because he is just Mr. Lore. The world lives inside his head.
0: <laughs> uh, he's, he's good crack he's currently uh also the head of the city states all right or the the founder thereof was constantinus cool. uh yeah. he, he did not put his own name in there uh it was, it was stavros uh, uh, decided that the head of the city state should be constantinus at which point he went can, can we change it a bit because it's at the moment it's just my name there um so <laughs> just
2: spell it with a c Fine.
0: Did, yeah, yeah, they pretty much just did that. Yeah, they spelled it with a C, and and then they changed the surname very slightly. Um, so yeah, Platon is uh, is uh, Constantinus. That's very but, yeah. cool, though. Immortalized yeah. in the game. That's nice. Yeah. It's it's nice to see. Um, but yeah, we're we're going to be kicking things off with uh, some Pike and uh, and phalanx action. Some Minotaurs as well um might be a few unboxings and bits and bobs coming for that and painting tutorials and and all sorts of good stuff as much mm. as we can cram into the next four weeks without uh losing sleep or sanity i think is the way that <laughs> uh, one's yeah, gonna that's, go.
2: sorry i lost that about 11 years ago
0: oh well <laughs> it's that it's not a loss if you never used it to begin with that's how i look at these things is <point>? I know he doesn't run in my family it gently strolls getting to know each individual member <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah that's that's what we're up to this week like I say mm-hmm. the cult of games members can see that now uh, I think it's seven day early access for the the first mm-hmm. week. It'll go out on YouTube next week if you want to see what we've been up to mm-hmm. or you can take a look at the blood and plunder stuff we've already done. Yep. exciting times ahead. but now exciting times very much ahead as we take oh a look at the most important part of the week. It is, of course, our indie of the Week. Uh, sorry,
2: Sorry, Ben, just Jerry does it better.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> and the uh, the Indy of the Week this week is not because I've been spending a lot of time um, staring at Temple of the West's upcoming confrontation continuum. No sir, Bob, it's not- no, you don't do not, that every night. No, night I don't night. do that every day, no, no. Constantly <laughs> heading refresh. Um, but we're going to be taking a look at Simon miniatures Oh, okay. And I believe it is Simon, not Simon, because he is, after all, French.
1: Not to be confused with Simon, Simon or come on. <laughs>
0: yeah, because that's not how that's pronounced. That's pronounced cool many or not. They're just a website for reading people's paid jobs. That's it. <laughs> Delusions of grandeur. Um, oh, so, wow. So wow. it's a small range. It is very much a boutique range in every sense of the word. Um, he was a Rackham sculptor. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And then after Rackham went away, he's gone on to do stuff for uh, Mercer Mythic, Monolith, a whole host of companies. Uh, yeah, that, so, that
2: like indefinitely has a, a Rackham vibe. Oh, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. with Gail Bulg sta- stabbing people up, Ski. Um So... I was looking at these with the idea that I could probably do some additional bits and bobs for some of my forces. So I've got, um, too much confrontation, but at the same time, not enough. Weirdly, I'm looking to round (laughs) out some of my things, but they're also very good just for other agnostic, generic fantasy style games. Mm -hmm. Um, I say that some of them are, are wicked, wicked, impressive. Um, so cool. So they are on the larger scale, like confrontation was. Uh, okay. You're looking more sort of 35 mil for the infantry. Uh, he does list all the heights, though. So this this fella here, he is one of the more expensive pieces at 40 years. Like forty-eight euro. Uh he's also eighty mil high. Wow. So he would be for those who remember the wars of the waxing and waning moons from confrontation, the big oversized Alphas who led the uh the the Wolfen, he'd be a perfect stand in for one of he's those. One of those. Yeah. Um because it's it's easy to get regular sort of forty mil style uh werewolves from various companies if you're after just a regular rank and file but if you're after those big legendary types slightly harder to come by and he's absolutely stonking mm-hmm. um so Do it's a won't. mix mix mostly of um looking things and some evil dribbly alien and alien or not alien demon adjacent uh people uh for fans of slania and uh, slough uh you have everybody's favorite horned king. Gimbling around the place. This tiny shriveled winky. (laughs) Oh God,
3: I hadn't seen it.
0: I cannot see. Good times. Like SpongeBob. It's just there. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Again, absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I have a decent set of...
2: Is he rocking around with a a clacker in his
0: hand? No, it's an axe. An axe. Although it could it be looks plac- like one of those, could, yeah, could be plac-
4: things. You spin it around. Look, yeah, it looks like a noisemaker. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah,
0: Can be if you want to be. Maybe if he's you, uh, a football fan. If you want to bring back, <laughs> yeah, nineteen thirties <Yeah>. football fans. <laughs> uh, just as long as it's not a frigging vuvuzela. <laughs> uh, well, that's certainly that's way a way modern version of the miniature, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the the work that uh, Simon's done is. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous Always because gorgeous, he he, yeah. he flicks back and forth between very elaborate um highly decorative pieces and then very minimalist so some of the the Celt type um savages you know they're they're no clothes on beautifully you know sort of um simplistic sculpting with very right. minimal additional bits of kit on them. And then the next thing you'll see will be something like this. Um, Yeah. So a hero of destruction. Uh, I want that as a leader for
2: a slaves to darkness army.
0: Oh yeah. He would fit very well with my, um, I've got a range of avatar of war resin stuff before they stopped making it. Yes. Um, I actually about 300 of them in resin <laughs> <laughs> i would probably live off that for the rest of my life and a very similar style to the the armor for them especially when you see the shield coming oh, right around today, i want to see the shield oh, up, nice. the, the shield has got a ton also it's a proper demon looking great sword he's got there as well almost mm. like the quillions have become a, a pair of maws that you can just sort of imagine clamping down when he's ran somebody right up to the uh the hilt hilt. oh yeah but even even down to the the sort of the fur and the skin Mm
2: -hmm. I mean even the cape with all the tiny little chains Mm. on it wow I love that shield oh that's good
0: I've just realised I've got the exact same miniature turntable that means your boutique as well Jerry yeah if only I ever had anything (laughs) to put on it and rotate and take photographs (laughs) of (laughs) But I don't I have none of those things, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, he has sort of split his the the stuff he does into, like, destruction and and um, <clears throat> cannibal and stuff like that. Uh, there's Cathbad. I we'll definitely have to have a look at Cathbad. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: For, for fans of Irish history, he's the druid who named Cahullan. Oh, uh and, and, I mean, when it comes to druids doing druid things and very Rackham vibes of Perched on very spindly little rocks. <laughs> uh, it's all good. But, I mean, he, he would easily fend to either the Caesar or the Druns for me. But then if you're playing a, um, a a different style game you're just after a wild hermit caster, mm. I mean, look at him Don't going, you? screaming out of the trees at the head of a, a bunch of Picts, about to lamp the heads off uh, all the
1: Romans in town. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, I, all I can hear is, get off my land.
1: Uh, the, well yeah pretty much yeah yeah could yeah. do that i That's love all your... the details on the belt and and all the muscle yeah. work's fantastic as well on the oh it's and absolutely gorgeous the tiny nipple piercings yep
0: wow
2: because why wouldn't you have tiny nipple piercings
0: well it means you'll never be king because <laughs> i'm fairly certain the piercings count as deformation anyway uh-huh. oh no
1: but yeah note to self don't pierce nipples if you want <laughs> to be king but in, Specifically in Ireland, the whole yeah, thing okay, where right? if, uh, if you ran for king and you failed
0: the job, they would generally like cut one of your nipples off, which meant you couldn't, oh. you couldn't go back. Run again. Yeah. Well, um, I'm fine in England then. There so, yeah, stick <laughs> to England. You can have the throne in England. I'm and amazed I they haven't they had that in again. as
2: part of the American election process. You feel <laughs> snip.
0: <laughs> one, one term. As <laughs> soon, soon as you're finished, <laughs> nipple off. Boom. Um, but yeah, Cathbad's an absolute gorgeous absolutely
1: gorgeous, lovely. Can we have a look at the? Was it Canute and Otto? I think that that little set. Oh, Canute is yeah, mm. Canute is great
0: because mm. it's got that sort of Russ vibe. Yeah, with the the more sort of padded legs pushing mm-hmm. in, and then his hunter slash tracker friend.
1: Again, and these Otto. are
0: part of the wolf clan. Yeah. So, oh yeah, clearly in in Simon's mind, he has. A structure with different clans, and certain clans have certain aesthetics and themes that they fit within. Mm. Um, But he's he's great because he's got that sort of Russ comes Slavic look with the half shaved head and sort of the little hair and and dripping down one side. They they look absolutely stunning. Very good for games like uh, Saga, for example.
2: (laughs) He does (laughs) capture a really nice sense of motion. If you look at the guy kneeling down, I'm guessing that's Otto. Just with the 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 little
1: loincloth just billowing mm. in the wind. Yeah, it is really cool. It gives you it gives you an idea of the the scene that the yeah. miniatures are in, which is what you kind of want with something a little bit more bespoke like this. Especially if they're going to be character models. Mm. Yeah. Um, you you want that kind of motion and 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 the and the idea of like what it represents as well as just the miniature itself. which is cool. So very heroic.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, well, this is the thing because there's so much character in the character models that if you're planning on not playing fantasy games Mm. which is just madness in my mind but if you're going to go that route and just um, pick them up for paint jobs Mm. um, there's a lot that you can do with them Mm. uh, even with the the more simplistic sort of barbarian style we will have a point where I run out of videos by the way because um, his older stuff we don't get the 360s we just get lots of (laughs) single images which is a Mm. shame yeah. Uh, but again, this is the, this here, is the kind of stuff Drunesque.
1: that you. This is the kind of stuff that you see Spanish painters showing off, looking <sighs> amazingly well at um, yeah. competitions. Basically, so. yeah, they're terrible <laughs> people as well. I would love to see.
0: Well, I'd love to see um, Marco uh, paint some of these, mm. um, because he's a very distinctive style, <laughs> and I think on these sort of um, elaborate yet minimalist sculpts. Yeah, he could do a lot of good work. He's particular Oh, oh, so a man, zoom! Getting spicy. That reminds me of the time I first discovered where the zoom button lived when I was recording stuff up in the studio. <laughs> like on a vlog, I was like, I can zoom in and zoom out. Yeah, stop doing that, Jay. <laughs> you're sickness. you're gonna,
2: You make everybody sick. Yeah. why yeah. what is that? Like punch dagger type thing? That looks as if he goes after you. He's just going to get both lungs.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's the best way to deal with somebody. Uh, I imagine it's made out of like deer antlers. Mm. Um, oh, that was strung together. Then you can just use it to because It has that sort of
1: textured look down the like a grain, yeah. Yeah, I like so, the idea that he like pins you down around your neck with the with the, no. the blue, oh, yeah, yeah, and you then like, cuts your head off with the like axe. a staple,
0: just yeah, yeah, holding yeah. you to the yeah. ground and then behead you. I mean, it, but it
1: stands makes up and sense. just
0: goes, Wait a minute, I'm, I'm just give me a sec, <laughs> yeah. But he's absolutely, I
2: mean, he's like cracking. Aragorn
1: stuck against a tree by a shield.
0: Can we cracking. get a look
2: at the uh, the Lilith?
0: Spider Lilith, Spider yes. Lilith, Spider. I'll, I'll do a double. We'll go with Lilith and Bial. Okay. Because they're both kind of creepy demons. Unfortunately, no spin arounds for Lilith. But as far as uh, some sort of spider succuba mm-hmm. goes, mm. so 35mm figure, but 60mm tall when you include big, the, c- bee, the legs. spindly <laughs> legs. Hey,
2: John, what do you think? Good representation you could maybe use as an alternate Queen of Blades?
4: If you have a game for anything to put the Queen of Blades in, sure. Yeah, yeah. I since, don't know what a Queen of Blades. Since Starcraft doesn't have a game, mm-hmm.
0: oh, it's a sci-fi thing. Yeah, Zergling. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, you could use her as that. Yeah, yeah. Again, I don't know, but Xenos Rampant allows you to do big style games and is flexible enough that you can pretty much do whatever you want from vehicles I bet to you monsters. Could, uh, get cool. a 3D printable <laughs> Zerg somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure someone's done them. Yeah. Uh, and then Oof. big buddy boy, fire demon, Bilal. I quite like his um, multi-horned helm. Yeah, that's nice. It reminds me a bit of the uh, Witch King from... Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: yeah, the Witch King uh, of Magma. Yeah. 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 Very... very um, I'm very, very, glad very, you like, remembered the name. <laughs> very Final Fantasy...
0: Very souls ask,
1: I would have said. Oh yeah, yeah, actually soul I could see that as a souls boss, definitely. Yeah. I mean yeah, the, yeah. the pose is
2: very much you've just walked into the boss fight and he's about to give you like five minutes of exposition yeah. on how he's going to <laughs> murder you and Who you know. Burn has your soul.
0: awoken me <clears throat> pretty much. Who comes into this place carrying water? <laughs> it is an affront to my fire demon majesty. <laughs>
1: well, he just batters you round right the head a lot. Oh yeah, uh, imagine that with like volcanic sort of lava
0: magma skin. Uh, uh, we'll have to do minos because I know you like a minotaur. Mm. And and look at that as far as a big bullheaded guy goes. Oh, oh wow, he's yeah. huge. He is one hundred <laughs> mil tall and the biggest. Wow. And, and many would say bestest, bestest, Chunky. I I mean he's he's absolutely the the nice thing about him being so ridiculously big is giants. Yeah. I mean, running yep. him as a giant mm. instead of just like a regular minotaur. Although, if he'll fit on a 50 mil base, I'll get him into a lot of games, I tell you that. And it looks Oof. like he's, he's got a regular sort of stride on him there, so he'll probably even fit on a 40. That'd be good. Some of
2: the tiny details that this sculptor does are just insane. The little van braces with the knotwork on it. Really
0: yeah, miss. There are so many of those on the Celt, Cesars and mm. Um it looks absolutely gorgeous, and you can. I've seen people paint them up as metal, and people paint them up as just knotted leather work, and both mm-hmm. work for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're dealing with some sort of massive creature like this, where you've got a lot of uh, uncovered skin, shall we say, um, when you do have the little additional details like the big belt buckle or the van braces or whatever it happens to, to be, up to break things there. up, it's it's a real, real beautiful. Uh, yeah, even on nice.
2: the shin guards as well. Mm. There's and tiny tail. little bits of armor just at the top of the tail.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, he doesn't want doesn't want anybody to dock his tail. That'd be terrible. Then he couldn't swish flies away. <laughs> <laughs> how annoying would that be in life? If I go
1: gedank, I see the words Beowulf. So you need to click on Beowulf. Right, so. I have to click on Beowulf to a lesson. Yeah. That, I think that is pretty much a lesion. I think we may have actually found a lesion. I think oh, my God. Yet, so. <laughs> huh? How cool would that be? It's Lothar to Beowulf.
0: Again, interesting combo. Like a barbarian, Tyrion, and Teclis. Mm. One does the cutting, the other does the magicing.
2: <laughs> While still being able to stab you up.
0: Uh, exactly, yeah. that, just like Teclis. He just yeah. had his magic sword of, I'm going to hit you on twos, make your life a misery. But yeah, so it's cool. it's, a, it's interesting because we don't see a huge amount of fantasy barbarian armies kicking around from people. That's very true, actually. Yeah, um, which I think is greatly uh, a great shame. I suppose mm. weirdly, ten mil. There's a couple of companies doing them in ten mil. Yeah, so Spellcrow, yeah. Cobblestone Castings and stuff too. But for a like a proper twenty-eight mil or poser scale barbarian Conan-esque army, mm-hmm. you'd never really see them. I- and i mean obviously these are well.
1: slightly larger but if you're yeah. going to be doing a big mass battle game sometimes your character models are tend to be bigger anyway yeah. mm. you could use these with something like the north star barbarian kits and oh, use them yeah. as the basis for your plastic you know I, the rank and file of
0: com- your army i completely forgot about them because every time i see them they're painted obviously in sort of greys and, and browns very because they're mm. frost gravy based a lot of people use them for that so I, even the box art is blue greys and and that sort of. So, but in my head, I always think Conan sand desert hot things. Yeah, and I never even thought of the barbarians existing for twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: that is a plastic, and they, they've done a, a second box of those as well. Have not they, they? Did female and male, female and male. Too. Yeah, so you could mix and match those two together oh. to make your rank and file. Use these as your characters, and then throw in some of the bigger monstrous creatures as your kind of big beasts, like the hell deer and L- like the like. Nation,
0: which which comes. As regular, healthier, or can be used as a mount for this fellow. Oh, <coughs> Excuse <clears throat> me,
1: it's it's so gorgeous it sucked all the air from my lungs. But yeah, the thing that I like about that is that if you're going to be diving into doing something to do with like the fae Realms or something as the kind of the basis of your army or or your collection or your warband, hmm. or maybe even in a role playing game. Because the Fey Realms, you can either go, like, nice and pretty, or you can do, no, this is really weird and twisted because nature has taken over everything, and you could have, like, these sort of twisted sort of fey, fairy creatures, sort of going back to that kind of old version of the mythos and stuff. Mm. Well, I mean, um, Osprey's
0: upcoming Doomed game. Oh, yeah. Imagine wow, one of God. these coming out of the trees as a, a twisted, radioactive hell deer. Yeah. He looks so happy as well. Yeah.
1: So that's what it looks like. he's a, he's I'm, a happy, I'm sure he, happy man. That would be really weird if he like came out of the clearing and then just bleated like a normal day. <laughs> and these sort of uh, wow.
0: followers of Kernus they've lived too long or they've uh, they've just not learned to die yet. Again, even Adnenda's um champions for plague bears. Yeah, yeah.
2: This is why we learn very quickly, do not touch things in tombs. <laughs> Otherwise, this happens.
1: Do not walk into the glade and touch the stone.
2: <laughs> or into the barrow and steal yeah. that magical sword.
1: Oh, no, if you didn't steal a magical sword, you don't kill
0: the uh, Witch King. Because <laughs> uh, if I hadn't been for that, all bets oh my were God. off.
1: There are so many.
0: Unfortunately not. There's only one more little page. Oh. And then Ooh, it I want to see okay. Siegfried. You want to see Siegfried?
2: Yeah, I want to see what it looks like. Paint it.
1: That is very. we open door death That is very Mercer. Yeah, uh, is Siegfried. That is very much in line with nice with that style and design and aesthetic yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I wanted to
2: get a look at at least one of them. Paint it because it it it's good seeing it and just bare. But whenever you see someone who's done a really good paint job on it, you can oh, yeah, really yeah. start to pick out some of those amazing details that have been worked in. I mean, look how fine and
1: delicate the fur is on that cape. Hmm. I like seeing it done in black, actually, like that, rather than it being kind of like a wolf pelt, like a mm-hmm. typical wolf pelt. I think that's really yeah, it's nice. it's like he's just skinned a big black bear. Mm. Could be a big <laughs> black wolf. Mm, possibly.
0: Absolutely. stunning those, those him, creepy direwolf type things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That's very, good, very good for red, Karnak. 38 mil. There we go. Mm. Not too Bit, big Lord follow. Death. On his deathly unicorn of deathliness. You don't play chess with him on the beach. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> or if you do, you count all your fingers afterwards. Mm. And it looks
2: like he has a flayed skin cape. Fun.
0: Yep. Yeah. Why would you not? Oh, oh! I need to find the butcher. butcher. Oh, there he is. There. What is butcher? Butcher kind of ballet.
2: <laughs> okay, I thought that was a small child on his shoulder. No, don't worry. A body. Uh, it, <laughs> it was a fully grown
0: adult. <laughs> but you know. Yeah. He uses you know, every
1: every part of the bull, so to speak. Uh, it reminds <laughs> me detail, a lot. I of think
2: you minute to say.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um, it reminds me very much of uh, you know Adrian Smith did that where well, he he created that world and he did the game called Help hate. or Hit. That's yeah, it yeah, hate? Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. It very much reminds me of that kind of aesthetic there as well. You could. It surprised me because there was a there was a board game by somebody, wasn't there? Yeah, I think did Simon do it? Phil or not?
2: See, I, I can know. nearly do some of these as like, you know, characters for your kingdom death monster games.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: Because they have that that right style, that right vibe.
1: Yeah. Actually, the and more again, I look at these... As John said, the, the kind of Dark Souls-y, Elden hmm. Ringy vibes there as well, I think definitely with these. The, well. the more I look at these,
0: the more I'm thinking, why not do them for post-apocalyptic? You know, humanity has completely fallen. Uh. It's the future, and, and barbarian cannibal tribes are just living out in the hills. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't leave your settlement. The
1: hills have eyes. Yeah. Uh, oh, the shoot, eyes they one took one. from everyone else.
2: <laughs> Tiny cannibal monk. Is that someone summoning a demon?
3: Ephrat?
0: Probably. Uh, We're going we? a big oh, tentacle out of here. the ground. Oh, wow. This one's interesting because uh, Sinister, you don't really get the idea of what Sinister is from that angle on the paint job. It's just Sinister. But sin- Sinister <laughs> is some sort of creepy... Oh, it creepy! uh What to call
1: flesh shipping? Yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Just the I thing, thought, man. I, I do like the idea of running with this kind of like post-apocalyptic hellscape Earth, mm. where it's like our, it is our future. Ooh. So you do have people rocking around with guns and all sorts of different things, but you then you also have these people who have like summoned up these strange hellish creations,
2: uh, completely succumbed. Yeah. Honestly, that just looks like a genetic experiment gone wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Went into the laboratory,
2: broke a and just like, whoops, Mm -hmm. I am beastie now.
0: And there you go, Ben. Because it's you, there is a dwarf. (laughs) Elric and Lucius. Mm -hmm. He's got that kind of uh, elven feel from the the Cadwallon line, certainly. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Beautiful, beautiful work from the sculptor. Yeah. He indeed he's a talented fellow come mm-hmm. close i'll stab your eye out well actually it won't he can't reach your eye stab somewhere <laughs> else wherever he can reach and there you go there's the summoning of the creature yeah. mm-hmm. now what do we know we know never summon before you've learned bind <laughs> <laughs> but invocating chthon yeah, and yes. definitely do not summon any of Cthulhu or its children. I've, yes. I've
4: been in enough weird websites to know where this is going. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no comment. No comment. Moving away. But yeah. Hello, uh, Cannibal. Is that another dwarf? Yeah. yeah. With, only get Ben only gets one though. Oh, yeah, I, only I get one.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, you get the cute one, not the one that'll stab you and flay you and nom nom nom. He's <laughs> got the. Uh, yeah, the average scissor hand
1: thing going on. Yeah. Which is very good for love doing like, yeah. hair cutting and stuff. I love the pale skin thing. Mm. It's, it's something that I like doing with Grimdark stuff. He's doing like very white, pale, like vampiric skin. They don't get out yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Well, they because can't. Sunlight like, burns so much these yeah. days in the post apocalyptic future. We're oh, coming up with such a cool world.
0: <laughs> That's why
2: the, the most valuable thing in the entire world now is vitamin D pills.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Vitamin D, a whole that, that's, that's your currency. haven't looked up, but... Yeah, yeah forget little... bottle caps. He's, uh, and again, he has a, he's a very Durs feel for the, confrontation the, fans.
2: The faith is, the is very Anthony Hopkins.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's gone full Tony.
1: Just needs some Chianti bean. No, Fava, fava beans. Fava, fava beans and a nice Chianti. And a nice Chianti. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If people are
0: after a range of um, demonic elves or freaky barbarians, uh, then I think it's definitely worth checking out Simon's Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. He also has a little blog spot, uh, which he hasn't updated in a while, but uh, if you just want to see some larger pictures of some of his stuff, too busy sculpting then, incredibleness. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is, I've, I've got his mollocks. Uh, so there are some larger pictures here and some of the stuff he's done for other companies as well, uh, where you can see sort of the, uh, I'd say the progression of his style. But obviously- Mr. He, Tumnus he, went bad. He, he had a, yeah. Well, that's that's available on that page. Very good for um, Kings of War for my herd army. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you can see where his, his sort of style Started back with Rackham, mm-hmm. and he sort of refined and stuck with it.
1: So mm-hmm. many—it's really bad it's, me looking at old Rackham miniatures because it just makes me sad. I don't run them all. It's—it's it's dangerous that his style works so nicely with Boris's work as well. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh very. <laughs> much Things could go very, very badly. <laughs> for yeah. People's wallets. I, I see. So, but yeah, it's one of a handful of creators
0: out there, sort of. Uh, mm-hmm servicing the confrontation community very cool so, very so cool. yeah awesome it's nice to see and uh, I'm going to hurt my wallet what else <laughs> am I going to spend money on electricity bills please oh, food <laughs> phone bills no doctor's bills no no none of that well we don't have those it's quite good right that's enough of our indie we're going to take a quick swish and when we come back check out all the news from the last week coming to you from the centre of northwestern europe covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the News. <laughs> okay, we're back for the news. I feel newsless,
1: adrift in a sea <laughs> of non-news. I've been away for so long. What's, What's been happening? <laughs> Well, uh, some pretty awesome news coming out of uh, the folks behind the Lone Wolf uh, game book series. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of folks will remember that this was originally penned by Joe, uh, Joe Devere, yep. uh, or Devere, however you want to say it, I suppose, uh, back in the day, um, featured the amazing artwork of Gary Chalk who has been instrumental in a lot of fantasy worlds, mm. including a little bit of Burrows and Badgers. And, and confrontation I'm yeah, yeah, just arc. talking about. Yeah. And confrontation that we're talking about, yeah. Um, so the Lone Wolf series, well, is returning, but has already returned with its definitive set of editions that uh, started, I think it was last year. Mm-hmm and then moving through into 2023 and into 2024 as well. So uh, we're going to be seeing the definitive versions of these books as uh, as planned by Joe and his son, Ben, who's working on the couple of, the last couple of books of the series since Joe sadly passed away. Uh, but there's going to be the whole 32 books, 33, I guess, by the end of this. Mm-hmm. They're going to be hitting the ta- uh, hitting tabletops or people's bedrooms and all sorts of different places on the train, on, on planes, and in automobiles, ha 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 ha, mm-hmm. uh, where you can sort of dive into your game books and have some fun with this rolling dice and seeing if you can survive um the sort of the, the focus at the moment is on the kai series so the legend of kai so that's mm. following uh, uh the mighty the mighty warriors of of his world um as they try to save the kingdom and all that kind of good stuff uh but it's also going to be expanding into loads of other stories and things that were told by joe as part of this world as well um as i say these are the definitive versions which means that they're the sort of the, the fullest versions of the books that they, that they have ever done essentially mm-hmm. they come with the nice new artwork on the front covers but all of the original gary chalk artwork for the interiors is remaining the same which sure. is one of the big things Sweet. For, this, for a lot of people um if you've never played a lone wolf book before it's a little bit like diving into the fighting fantasy series uh mm. but the thing that i really liked about the lone wolf books uh, from the couple that I've played from the the first series is that it's much more structured. It's less you wander in and you have a vague idea of what you need to do. And then you just die. Um, There's very much a story and a purpose to what you're doing. And it's all about making choices, obviously as you go through and you still have different branching paths that you can, sort of venture down um but as, as a whole the narrative is much more structured uh, and it feels like you are actually inhabiting the world of these characters and, and stuff as you play through which is quite nice yeah from um, from what i remember and i haven't picked up
0: any of the Loomwolf books since <gasps> yeah well let's not say when um <laughs> but in a fighting fantasy you could you could do the old i i go right and then it yeah. just goes Oh trap falls in your head you're dead yeah uh, so yeah. there was very definite one solid route through that maze Mm. to your your win uh and if you didn't follow that you didn't win um the lone wolf books were you know maybe maybe there's a more direct route you could have taken yeah but just because you you branched left instead of right doesn't mean that your game's over it means you just take a different path to the 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 finish so there's still a a conclusion so it was um it was an interesting way of doing Mm. and and yeah, they were, they were Very a lot of cool. fun.
1: As as I say, uh, Joe's son, Ben, has been handling the the last couple of books in the series. Uh, and so once this all comes together in 2024, there'll be this massive, huge collection of lone wolf books that you can dive into and have fun with. But if you want to experience lone wolf in a different way, um stone sword games who've actually worked on some games that we really like uh mm. like hogs of war and senjetsu which we talked about on kickstarter last year i've got um, hogs of war next door it's a great game hogs of War, fantastic mm-hmm. fun yeah uh, they're also working on the lone wolf the miniatures game which is looking very very cool it's going to be a big cooperative adventure as you might have imagined mm. uh, where you play out particular stories from the lone wolf saga uh, and as you can see it's gonna have miniatures mm-hmm. um there was talk interestingly uh i think it was last year or the year before, of actually there being Lone Wolf miniatures out there in the world um, from a couple of different companies, actually. Um, But obviously these ones are going to be the ones designed for the board game. Fingers crossed. The ones based on the old Gary Chalk artwork also come out. That would be quite nice. Well, I know uh, Westphalia were talking to Gary about doing those at some point. So I know I've
0: got one that's never been released.
1: <laughs> you, oh, because, because I nearly not, swore, official. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, some some amazing miniatures there, as you can see, for some of the the warriors of Kai and stuff that you can mm-hmm. throw into your games, and it'll be really fun to see where this goes. um There's also been like a video game and all sorts of different things for Lone Wolf. So if you are interested in it and you want to give it a go, there's plenty of avenues to do so. You can also access a lot of the old, um, sort of older versions of the books online uh, mm-hmm. as well, which is quite nice. So you can go and play through some of the game books yourself and that kind of thing and see what you think of it. But yeah, Lone Wolf Man, if, you, if you're not giving it, giving it a look and you like game books, check these out. So, yeah, well, yeah, quick nice. question, Ben. Yes.
2: So, the actual books, are they all going to be like physical books or will we maybe see a Kindle edition?
1: Physical books, physical books. Physical Although there books. may be digital versions as well. I don't know. But I know that <laughs> the main focus has been on physical because they did uh, a series of. Um, they did hardback and they're now moving through into doing the paperback versions of, the, of a lot of these as well. So mm. uh, I think that's their main focus. But you, you never know. Yeah. There might be some Kindle so where, versions.
2: Where have you brought so. us to now?
1: This it's, is the Lone Wolf website. Yeah. Which is no, full if, of fire and flame. If people so,
0: are, want to know more about it, magaman.com, yes. you can have a look at the various series there. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you go through any of the books on here or? <laughs> I, I've never I've not, here, yeah. so. but uh but, yeah. but it shows you things like the the world that you're inhabiting and, and that sort of thing. So you That's can cool. if if you're completely unaware of what Lone Wolf is, this is a good place to come to to have a look and also
1: Look can, at that uh, nod to uh, <laughs> to hero quest on the
0: Oh Castle Death.
1: <laughs> yeah, on that cover. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> It's all good. All good in the hood. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so It's a uh, very rich world full of interesting characters. And I'm sure yeah. a lot of people will be interested in role playing games and stuff based around
0: that.
1: We'll well, it right. so. 100%. 100%. Okay.
0: Right. Diving back into the mests of our past rather than yes. gaming
1: past yeah, um, yeah. with Footsore. Yeah. So uh, Footsore Miniatures and, uh, and Andy and the gang have been uh, working on bringing Gangs of Rome to to the tabletop um they're going to be coming to kickstarter very soon i think it's actually going to be later on this month in march which is quite nice um for anyone who who doesn't remember gangs of rome uh was a great sort of skirmish game set in ancient rome where you took on the role of as you might have imagined by the title the mob gangs of rome the... <laughs> yeah, Pe- yeah. You, and uh, you, you played a
0: dominus a house dominus yes. attempting to yeah. get to the uh the upper echelons of society in the senate
1: exactly. and the yeah. best way to do that is by Marking all of your opponents. Killing people in the streets. (laughs) Burning down temples, destroying their businesses, and all sorts of things. Or occasionally building temples. Or
0: or building temples as well. Yeah, Yeah. Um, Use the guards. Yeah.
1: But uh, as well as kind of revamping and refreshing the rules, um, all the existing miniatures, I should add, are going to be um, available for you to use with this. So don't worry if you already have a whole bunch of Gangsprime stuff sitting around. It's still available and useful and stuff. But they're also going to be working on uh, a series of new miniatures to go alongside the Kickstarter, and these are the Vigilis Urbani, which were the kind of firefighters slash police of ancient Rome. Um, they started off as mostly just being a, uh, a slave. Hmm. Essentially, organization that was kind of banded together to kind of patrol the streets and that kind of thing. So, if you did, if you if you got caught doing something bad, you could maybe get turned into a policeman, which is I an mean, interesting way of thinking about things.
2: I do uh, like the sculpts because they have the the lethal and like less lethal options.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do say less lethal get with because my Gladius or beat you up with my stick. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, so the okay. the stick might survive unless you really piss me off. Well,
0: that's their yeah. firefighting equipment there? <clears> yeah,
1: a stick, <laughs> that's a, a stick and a pick. <laughs> to uh, pull, yeah. pull the thatch down and, and yeah. uh, beat out yeah so um as i say these were essentially used as firefighters and police within ancient rome so they're going to be the perfect kind of foil perhaps to your gangs or maybe you can slip them a few denarii and get them on <clears> side, <throat> side to help you out in some of your endeavors um interestingly i was doing a little bit of research on them thanks to wikipedia Lovely, mm-hmm. lovely wikipedia uh and it was saying that um they eventually did get turned into an actual organization of freedmen uh later on down the line um oh, but when the great fire of rome actually happened they did very little actual firefighting <laughs> and actually just looted like everybody else oh, yeah. um, which uh, you know it's, it's a blessed mentality of course yeah <laughs> i mean um, free shit yep well yeah exactly
2: <laughs> that's the battle cry
1: yeah um so yeah these are going to be available as part of the the new kickstarter they've also been previewing a whole bunch of other stuff as well if you're interested in gangs of rome there's a link in the article to their facebook group where you can go and see all the different previews that they've been showing off of some of the other characters they've been working on uh, and yeah just keep an eye out for the kickstarter which is coming soon for this one gangs of rome's a lot of fun um and it's a very different sort of ancient historical war game that i think mm. people should be having a, having a look at and stuff i, so, I think be a poll a nice one as well to look
2: at. Gary, you know the way we're doing our, our four-week vlog cycle. Mm-hmm. Something like this, I think, could be fun to do for us.
0: I keep asking Lloyd to build my room. And Lloyd <laughs> keeps saying true. no. Yes. Well, it wasn't built in a day, so... It's, it's not been built in the four years I've had it. <laughs> Lloyd is very averse to building all my stuff, and I don't know why. But yeah, they're, they're lovely-looking sculpts as well. They people. are lovely. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. But yeah, um, I've seen there's some tweaks coming to the rules... But yes. because a big selling point of the original Gangs of Rome was uh, your gang members were randomly generated, uh-huh. so theoretically new no two should be the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, which means you you could end up you could buy additional randomly generated cards for your um, to to play your your models as different gang fighters. Um, I believe all of those are going to remain. So they may be changing the names or how some of the attributes or abilities work in game, but. All of those um, existing fighters will still be usable in the second edition. Cool. If that's mm-hmm. the way you plan on going.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool stuff there, I think, from Foot Source. Nice to see it back. Nice. To see yeah. It back. yeah. Room Room is the mob.
0: <laughs> is
1: not the way it goes.
0: Pretty sure that's what it was just before I stabbed everybody up like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh War Cradle are going
1: all. Uh, Ancient ancient Egyptian, Staley? Yeah, uh, in in a strange way. So uh, one of the big new terrain kits that's coming out from uh, War Cradle Scenics uh, for the month of March, was previewed uh, last week, is the Immortal Tombs um, terrain set. Um, So this is going to be another one of their big um, pre-coloured, Slash pre-painted, however you want to say it, mm. uh, kits which you just you know whack together with glue and away you go. Essentially, uh, this one's been designed to kind of work as a, as you were saying, Jerry, kind of ancient Egyptian slash Stargate slash uh, grimdarky yeah. Warhammer forty thousand yeah. Necron- yeah. Necrons, yeah, non-crons. <laughs> non-crons yeah <laughs> just break out the texture paint and go right over the top of that circuitry yeah you could do yeah very easily yeah. Yeah. yeah so um this is a set of uh so you've got the big pyramid you've got obelisks you've got tombs you've got all walls and all sorts of different things so it's, it's essentially a really good great way for you to build yourself a big kind of ancient settlement on some lost forgotten world um so if you're looking to send for example the death watch in to cleanse a xenos ruin or maybe you're a research team of the uh, adeptus mechanicus who are trying to work out what secrets lie within these vaults uh, maybe this would be good fun for setting up some interesting scenarios and stuff on the tabletop um as i say as well uh, all of this stuff is kind of pre-colored and, and ready to go so you just whack it together with glue and uh, and away you go should be quite nice as, as i say for um, grim darky stuff but you could use it for a whole host of other games as well i'd love to use this as some kind of exploratory mission in something like Stargrave. So maybe set your games mm-hmm. instead of them being on kind of like an inner a sort of rim planet or something, have it set out in the far far distance distance of the galaxy as your uh, your your crews are running into interesting stuff. Maybe to do with that, maybe work it in with that new supplement that's coming out for Stargrave, which is all about Side weird hustle? and wonderful stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. No, yeah. No, so the-, the card deck the, the next one. Yeah. Yeah, the next one, they've got like weird alien traps and stuff in and all sorts of things like that. I think this terrain would be perfect for something like that. Just so, wondering so. if you just uh, airbrush like a glowy line oh, yeah, around yeah. all that yeah. and then
0: just yeah. get a big chrome marker and then just go back in the middle and go chrome <laughs> all the way around.
1: Maybe.
0: So you've got the glue on either side. That would work quite nicely. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about uh, an easy way of doing it if you're going to go sci-fi. I still yeah. say just go over the top with texture paint and use these for fantasy. You've got a big old Egyptian y slash, uh, you know, Tomb Kings y city. Essentially. Weirdly, so. getting big gateways like that um, is relatively tricky for uh, fantasy and historics in 28. It's yeah. it's not yeah. the, the most um, reproduced, shall we say. That's true. Uh, Version. Mm-hmm. Whenever you look at, at doing sort of um, historic and mm-hmm. fantasy, you, you tend to get very European stuff on a, a large amount mm-hmm. of times and and finding mediterranean or egyptian or near eastern less so although yeah, i will
2: say if you wanted to go a little crazy with this because it's all hdf everything there is going to be hollow so all of those circuit boards you could actually go in bore out the circles and put in some leds
0: and do a little circuit board in behind you and do. light them up very very yeah. easily take it to the I'll, next level i'll leave that to you once lloyd's got my <laughs> once lloyd's got my room built then you Does Lloyd have your room to build that. it? No, it's all sitting here. He won't take it off my hands. He keeps saying no. <laughs> he doesn't first, say no. First problem. He, he keeps saying other words that are short as well. <laughs> All um, the materials punchy. are there. The, the, um, yeah. Yeah, the yeah,
1: workman's yeah. just not turned up to do anything. No, with it. <laughs> just the worst uh, I will also say that the, the, the Immortal Tombs set is all going to be available separately as well uh, in, in the future. So mm. uh, you can either buy the big bundle at the moment or you can wait and pick up each of the individual terrain elements um, separately and uh, and away you go. Have some fun with that. Because mm. it's the same thing as they've done with the rest of their War Cradle scenic collections yeah. and things. Yeah. In the past. And there
2: are there are some good like, Necron-esque battle mats out there as well. That Very you've much had... so,
1: yeah. 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 Sweet,
0: Corvus Belly, yes. doing uh something a little bit different.
1: Yeah, yeah. so uh, they like diving into uh, sort of quirky board games occasionally. Mm. I suppose <laughs> they've done ones that are very much more in keeping with them. I guess currently, yeah. so they've 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 done their infinity ver- the infinity version. They did um, they've done the Walker Adventures and set and stuff. Yeah. Like that. yeah, Aristea and things. Uh, but this one is set within the world of Infinity. Mm. Uh, but it's a little bit different. So this is a family weight board game that's coming out called REM Racers uh, and REM stands for remote. So in this game, which Mm. works for two to five players, this is going straight to retail, by the way, there's no Kickstarters or game fans or anything involved with this one. When you dive into this game, you will take on the role of a uh, racer and then you'll plug your character into the remote. (laughs) It's like a little game console thing. It's so cool (laughs) for your particular remote of choice. And then you will race around the track. As you might have imagined, the aim of the game is to come in first. Who would have thought it in a racing game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you're zooming around on the tabletop, you'll be able to use the special abilities of your REM racers as they zoom around the little remotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in- and uh use like little special weapons and all sorts of different things and ramming and that kind of stuff uh all the little templates you see those kind of like red orange things they're used for maneuvering on the track so you'll be able to zip through people or you know glide around corners and all that kind of thing as well um and then you have little templates for like flamethrowers and mines and all that kind of stuff uh, as what thing is called mario kart yeah, it's like mm-hmm. Mario Kart, but set in the Infinity Universe. Yeah. That would be the best way of it describing it.
2: <laughs> I do have to say the voiceover for the trailer is pure cheese. Uh,
1: well, yes, it but I think the so game cheesy. is fairly cheesy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I mean, you, you don't imagine this as like the adults of the Infinity Universe. You imagine this as a bunch of like kids in the Infinity oh, yeah, Universe yeah, yeah. on a back yeah. alleyway that have just like spray painted out a track. Yes. And they're each working on it at home and it's almost like one of the old like Beyblade cartoons where it's just Very them so. working their stuff up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Essentially, I see this as that this could easily have been turned into a Saturday morning cartoon probably somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think this looks like it could actually be quite a lot of fun. Um, I like the idea of them using the, the universe of infinity um, to kind of go off in different directions. Yeah, uh, ex- explore and this, what's happening when it isn't yeah, just a war. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, Clearly, somebody within their design department was like, "I've got a really cool idea," and they went, "Let's see if it works." <laughs> and I think that's really awesome. Yeah, but uh, it, them to it's
2: be doing, a so. lighter, cuter, funnier side to the yeah. infinite universe, which is I'm, normally quite quite hefty. I'm now waiting for Infinity
4: Horror Edition. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting. for that proper. Oh my god! Holy crap! I'm scared out of my pants. There's like a weird. They hit robotic robotic all the thing behind me. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, are yeah. you yeah. wanting like a, a horror dungeon crawler for Infinity then? Oh man, that's it—just yeah.
1: that <laughs> being stalked by like a uh, by like a, an Aleph bot that, or something that's they, gone they've, wrong. They've
4: clearly got the world. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah, You know, there's mm. bound to be if you can do something cute and fun like that, and then have regular infinity. There's bound to be something on the other end of the spectrum that we Definitely. all want to see soon. Oh, yeah. Well,
2: I mean, surely you could be like breaking into an Aleph lab laboratory with like an elite crew, just seeing what horrible experiments I mean, and historical figures just, they're bringing just take back to life.
4: Just take the body horror elements of um, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, yeah. I just really plug that with a load of cyberpunk
1: going into Mm -hmm. it. Carlos, there's your next idea. Carlos. (laughs) Give John a call.
0: So presumably the little controllers, then you set your speed and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So
2: it's got little uh, dials so, so all on the side. The same
1: time, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, all your movement
2: seems to be template
1: based, template based, and stuff. The, and you've got each of the car- each of the little remotes has different special abilities and things that it does. So you can mix and match things, which I think is quite nice. So there's a modular element to it. Also, the track looks like it, oh, well, obviously it breaks it down into modular down elements. In modular, yeah. So you can change the track up in different ways. It seems like something that you could easily expand as well. So if they wanted mm. to throw in more races or more track ideas and that kind of thing. They could do that in the future, so I think I think this seems like a really cool idea. I'd like to yeah. give it a go at the least. Well, so, yeah.
2: look at it this way, John. If you wanted to do any painting on this, you could paint them as F one teams. <laughs> F one, you know, do Ferrari, do well, Red no, Bull. We
4: can't. You can't do Ferrari because they catch fire. You can't do Mercedes because they'll not stay on a straight line. You can't do Haas because <laughs> they'll be in a wall. You can't do Alfa Romeo because they'll be upside down. <laughs>
1: This is why these yeah. companies don't exist anymore in the Infinity uh,
4: War. This is why Formula One does not translate into board game.
0: <laughs> yeah, never you mean, one, one mistake and you are gone. You mean yeah. they all stayed on the track for the duration of the entire game? I don't think so. Yeah. so.
2: <laughs> I haven't seen a race like that in years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or well. where the car doesn't just go, yeah, no, I'm done. Break down.
0: <laughs> right. It's interesting REM racers then. Uh, one called Lightspeed, I think is cheating. If it's moving at Lightspeed, what are the rest doing? <laughs> I, I see a flawed plan right off the uh, the bat. But uh, moving away from uh, the world of Infinity, and Mantic are revisiting an old friend. Nice. Uh, so they've announced Dungeon Saga Origins. Yeah. Um, which is both a reboot, a revamp, a prequel, uh, a new way to play it. So much or more and and less. We don't know yet because they haven't really given us too much to go on. Mm -hmm. All we know is um, so far that it will be a prequel to the existing dungeon saga as far as story and characters go. So uh, the original characters are all back. Uh, which means Olaf the Barbarian gets to smash face and Madriga (laughs) the Magician gets to go, why are you doing that? Please stop doing that. Will you not protect me? Oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. you feel that? us. I I just remember our first Let's
2: Play of this, you know, rips the cloth off, runs screaming into
0: the dungeon, and then all you hear is a little, oh. Yeah, well, (laughs) that is a standard tactical maneuver. Um, But uh, Dungeon Saga, the original game, Um, was essentially a classic dungeon crawler as ronnie said there are an awful lot of games out there now that are dungeon crawlers with more layers of complexity and more layers of depth in them um, which are great for people who played the original hero quest style dungeon crawler 40 years ago Mm. and are now 30, 40 years older and want to play something with more depth but there wasn't really anything in the market for somebody to go Here, kids this is a fantasy dungeon crawler that I yeah. uh, sort of got me started. Um, so the idea with Dungeon Saga Origins is uh, a bit of a revamp um, and an and easy access point for people to get essentially their, their kids or you know, younger siblings into gaming um, without having to go, well, here's all these very complex rules. Keep the rules light, bright, and easy to play through. Um, I think the the fact that they're revisiting it and going with the same figures again, but let's go a bit
1: bigger. There were um, bigger images of them in the post as
0: well. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Means if you've never played Dungeon Saga, then obviously it's a good start. Uh, I know some people were about the original dungeon cycle stuff being a bit too small which i didn't really find unless you were attempting to reuse it somewhere else mm-hmm. uh, and even then the skeletons were about the right size for human skeletons inside a body so again not really a major issue for me um but they have said that the um the the original sort of gameplay is going to be tweaked and sort of streamlined a bit uh, so it'll be fascinating to see where they go with this. The miniatures, the renders look fantastic. And based on the last work they did with um, Hellboy and League of Infamy, mm-hmm. um, they're a real step up from the Dungeon Saga, which were their first sort of board game pieces. Yeah, these are um, looking lovely. I really and know. Walking I do, Dead as well.
2: I do have to wonder, one of my <laughs> favorite things whenever this game first came out was all of the, the lovely Two-dimensional or the 2.5D terrain that came along with it. I mm. hope we're going to see a lot more of that in this because that I, was one I, of the, I, the I, really well, nice, I mean, like, little flavor yeah. pieces in it.
0: Based on the fact that terrain crate is a thing for Mantic, mm. uh, I would be very surprised if we don't see bookshelves and tombs and thrones mm. and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, mm. for so, me, it
2: just it made the game a little
0: nicer than what else was out at the time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it'd be fascinating to see. Where they they take Ooh, this, as, as far as uh, the zombie troll. The zombie trolls for the original uh-huh. are really nice anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. And then that's a bus slaying men men-at-arms. They're all scumbags anyway, so it doesn't matter that he's undead now. <laughs> so he probably deserved to die and get resurrected? Oh, very much so. Well, 100%. Okay. 100%. Although armored zombies, difficult to get past. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so revamping the original core set, good, like it. Interesting to see what direction they take it. I know some people have been asking for solo and cooperative and build your own and all sorts of things. So I imagine we'll hear more next week. Ronnie's mm-hmm.
1: planning on doing some QA videos. He yeah, is. Um, this weekend's going to be a big thing with Ronnie. I think they're going to, yeah. they're going to have a chat I mean, about it and stuff.
2: So. Definitely going to have to try and stop off with them whenever salute rolls around, see if, if they have
0: any news mm-hmm. there or maybe anything oh, to show yeah. off there. Yeah. But this, this, oh my God, this makes me. Tingle all over, as Jesse would say. The Twilight Kin are coming with their own expansion. Twiglets are getting an expansion, so we know that this will be available for Origins, but this will also be the first glimpse at the idea for Twiglets for Kings of War as a whole, so Kings of War and Vanguard, um, because the the evil elves for Kings of War are tied to the Nightstalkers and sort of the Nightmare Realm. Um, when the mirror was shattered and everything went wrong, so up until now they've been a, a sort of a sub list that were more or less added in for people who had come from Warhammer and were looking to use their dark elves. Um, this moves them away from just being a uh, a sort of a a, a pastiche or a, a pale yeah. imitation or a mirror yeah. of that into into something incredibly different i don't know what these guys are but i love the ethereal hands becoming horns on their helmets yeah. they're absolutely ridiculously big obviously the zoom zoom pups down front there um or the, well actually they might be reapers uh, they might i, loved, like I reapers. love the
1: idea of like big heavily armored dark elves like, rather yeah. than them being like as as lithe as they're nice akin mm. i like the idea of them being big chunky warriors i, think that's I mean, really it, cool.
2: it feels like magical construct you know, meat shield wall.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's entirely possible. It's not a dark elf in there. It could actually, yeah, it could just, yeah, be hand who hand knows what's in there? I mean, the souls of fallen enemies. enemies. Yeah, you could quite <laughs> happily cram something squidgy in the middle of that armor. Oh, and don't, don't worry about it the goblin creeping goblin around the place. Has so, to be a goblin. No, it will not be a goblin. So the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the twiglets will be getting their first look. With any goblins. With uh, origins. So people will be able to see some sort of, we've had a few pen and ink, uh little pencily bits sketches and doodles about the the, the twiglets but we haven't really seen Mm -hmm. the direction mantic are planning on taking and they're getting a full army release Mm -hmm. later on this year so this will be a a good indication of what's coming and it means if they do um if they do sort of update the uh the miniature line for dungeon saga you'll have a whole host of miniatures that can be used then for kings of war and vanguard as well um so it's a it's a nice way you can sort of step into the dungeon crawler upgrade yeah. to vanguard for the skirmish and then mm-hmm. if you enjoy
1: yourself jump right on into the the full-on yeah. mass battle if you want types. to see how it originally played by the way we do uh, there's there's uh, uh you can check out our Original Let's Play series the there, stuff that we did for Don't A, saga, a playlist with a very, very young Justin. Yeah, all fresh-faced
0: <laughs> and shiny. I mean, I'm still shiny. Look how shiny <laughs> that is! What's going on with? I mean, him? I haven't uh, seen that much that seven in how many oh, years. Ago. So, I haven't seen that much so in seven different. years. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you can, Your eyes have gotten duller.
0: <laughs> I was going to say that you, can see the, you can see the shine in the eyes there. Uh, the, I hope, been ground the hope, out. the hope, the uh, hope yeah. is still there. The future, was, the future was ahead
2: of you. The set hasn't changed all that much since then. Well, no, the it's just changed at all.
0: Just shifted slightly. Having yeah. <laughs> shifted slightly to one side. Mm-hmm. Careful,
4: Lloyd's right. going to tell you off for doing that. Oh. <laughs> hey, we saw his walls last week.
0: That's, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Oh man, right. Uh, sticking with fantasy, but mm-hmm. going a bit more the steampunk. Yes, with yeah. everybody's favorite Cardan
1: overlords. Yeah, so the I just don't the cra- get with these. <laughs> the the Coradron Overlords are going to be getting their big new release for Warhammer Age of Sigmar this weekend. So if you're diving in and you want to pre-order yourselves some new models for your Duardin of the Skies, uh, then you can make sure to go and do that over on store.ontabletop.com. Do that, do that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this is going to be coming. Well, the new miniatures coming out for the Code Right, which is the essentially the rules lawyer of the Coradron Overlords that we looked at in uh, a couple of previews couple of previews ago, mm. which is uh, looking quite nice. A lot of people said they're going to be using him as a blood bowl referee, which I think is a really nice way of <laughs> You're it, doing so. it wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, But on top of that, there's also going to be their new Vanguard set that's coming out. Uh, so this comes with a whole host of uh, bits and pieces for you uh, to build up your first armies and use that's them in the game. Uh, comes with the uh, Arkonaut Admiral, which is that chap in the centre alongside the ten-man archonaut company. Three, three Edrin Riggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Skyward, however you want to go with it and then there's also the archonaut frigate in there as well so this has been designed a little bit like their combat patrols for one hundred forty thousand, um as for you did, a, a way to kind of just get started with the game really with mm-hmm. a bunch of core troops uh, a character and something a little bit special at the same time um all of the new rules are going to be coming out as part of their new battle time as well so this is the, the standard fodder from games workshop so it's mm-hmm. going to be updated with all of their new rules and things for the Cradron overlords. You can buy it in two flavors. You can buy it in the collector's edition or the normal one. I think the normal (laughs) one looks fine. (laughs) Just get that one. Um, And there's also going to be updated path to glory rules in there as well. So if you want to take your characters through a more narrative campaign, you can. You're also going to be able to pick up all the additional gubbins that you tend to get with uh, new armies. So you're going to get your new war scroll cards and your tokens and stuff. Uh, and there's also the new dice. I think the dice looking quite nice. I like that kind of orange and uh, and black look to them. Mm. These could also be quite nice for use with the league as a votan. I think as well.
2: <laughs> I I, I, I still cool. wish they would do a data card equivalent for forty k.
1: Well, yeah, but they change far more often. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's true. That would be quite nice. Um, so yeah, so a whole bunch of stuff for the Cradron overlords coming out. We get in everything you need to essentially get started with them on the tabletop. Uh, the other big thing that they've actually announced is these regiments of renown. So, um, you know how some games have kind of like themed lists or like themed mm-hmm. options that you throw into the mix.
0: Yeah. Kingsmore um,
1: has um, formations. Yeah, so formations yeah. in Kings of War, in like War Machine, you can take particular units and they will allow you to create theme forces and that kind yeah. of thing. While well, Games Workshop are trying to do the same thing with the regiments of renown. So the idea is that you get, for example, in a lot of these sets, a character alongside a selection of troops, and then they can be bolted into your army. For a particular faction, so in this case, the Soulblight Gravelords, and it will come at like a, a cost of points, essentially, mm-hmm. but it'll give you a ready-made set of additional troops with some special rules attached to them at the same they, time. They, they do something
0: nice. a little bit different than if you just bought them straight from the
1: test. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like a little mercenary edition, kind of going down the idea of like Dogs of war style thing, I suppose, really. Yeah, well, the, to... the classic Regiments of Renown. Or the classic Regiments yeah, of Renown. Exactly, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, so you get a couple of different ones. So you've got uh, ones for the Soulblight Lords, uh, The Disciples of Zench have got one as well. Um, there's one for the your drinks. kind of classic Cities of Sigmar too. So there's like a, a rune throng of dwarves. Um of yep. course there is. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Uh with all, all the models that came out in eighth and then lasted for about a minute. There we go. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter.
0: No, no. Uh, well, and
1: mean. then you've got a whole host of other ones as well that are coming out for this. Um all of the the specific rules for the regiments of renown are available for free over on the Warhammer community website. So if you want to find out how they all work. In terms of being bolted into your armies and things, and their special rules and stuff, you can just go and grab those online, which is quite nice. So you're not going to have to get them in like a separate book or anything like that. Um, but I assume this will be just quite a nice little way for people to kind of be like, ah, I collect Sylvaneth. I'd like to kind of bulk it up with something a little bit more special. I'll throw in Elwin's Thorns, or you know, maybe they collect cruel boys and they want to, you know, throw some more orcs into the mix. It's it's not a deal. bad
4: idea, to yeah. be honest. It's, it's yeah. I
0: collect A, which has yeah. no shooting and magic. Core, we're looking at you. <laughs> yeah. I would like some dark elf bolt yes. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been here kindly. before,
1: so it's a it's an interesting way for them, kind of like to mix things up and things. And it'll be I, I don't know how long of a lived idea this is going to be. Uh, it may just be a little bit of a flash in the pan thing. Mm. But you know, if it takes off and people are like these, it might be quite nice. It also might also be a good way for you to pick up a bunch of models for an army that you potentially might think of. Well, playing. It,
2: it, it lets you get uh, a taster that yeah, you can yeah. still use, which kind of cool. Let, let us have that for
4: 40k as well. Yeah, Let, yeah, let, that me, would be let me legally run, Yeah, let me yes. legally run proper Sisters of Battle alongside my Cadians or something like that yeah. without saying, hey, you're losing a lot of some yes. of your special rules by doing yeah. that. That yeah. that would be a good improvement. Hey, fingers crossed for 10th. Wow, well, yeah. Should
1: we'll be see. coming later this year. So. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's an interesting concept. I'm a little bit sad that they didn't actually go with proper regiments of renown you know like prince uther with his dad's stolen bedpost as his banner and, and have, I mean, a, a, be cool. have a unique <laughs> sculpted regiment yeah rather yeah. than just because they're already regiments that are out there but then i suppose if you've already got access to some of them sitting about then you can just tack in the new rules to to use yeah. them in a new way in your game so it's yeah, you know, yeah yep swings and roundabouts. you game with one you lose with the other Menkles manflayers please <laughs> everybody likes to see human skinned well the old world is cliques. coming back
1: so you never know
0: so... don't worry I've got 30 of them <laughs> up there they're a great regiment to tack in and just make your opponent's life a living hell if the um, returned and, yeah well it's, it's a brave new world the old world that's what they tell <laughs> it's a me. brave new old world <laughs> right that is enough news I'm fully seated thank you Ben Yeah. Um, We shall take a quick swish. And when we come back, we'll be rounding off the show with some 3D printing and Kickstarters. Yay. Okay, we are back and we're going to be taking some look at 3D printing. Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. at least one person who's interested in 3D printing.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Better be a good one this week.
0: I think it's good. I think it's good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so we're going to be taking a look at Wargames Atlantics Digital. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but
1: Both the sneak peek of what's coming and also mm-hmm. uh, their uh, February releases. Yeah. So um, some of their releases for Atlantic Digital came out a little bit later uh, for the month of February. I mean, we're in March now, so but mm. there you go. They are releasing a lot of stuff, though. So that's probably why it took a little while. But um, they've been uh, adding a few more bits and pieces onto their store for you to dive into and have a look at, Uh, namely pretty much everything you see on that top row, more or less. Um, So we've seen a nice uh, sort of dearth of different things added for sort of sci-fi fantasy, historical and everything in between at the same time as well. Um, All of these obviously designed as 3d printable kits so you can get these and, and whack them onto your 3d printer and away you go um but there's a whole host of awesome miniatures and things uh that you could use to add to your collections especially if you've um been picking up uh historical armies ancient armies and things over the last little while so you've got things like these pharaohs which i think are looking absolutely awesome um you know wouldn't wouldn't be wouldn't wouldn't have to do too much to them to turn them into fantasy or even sci-fi characters potentially either, which is quite nice. Uh, maybe buzzing around in those immortal tombs that we looked at earlier. Go for a start cool. <laughs> P- Pick up uh, SG one from uh, hassle-free. Exactly. Get them to the shoot them repeatedly in the heavens. Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, lots of detail built into these and things, which is which is always nice to see. Um, as you can see, though, they've got a bunch of um, kind of. Uh, Pardon me. We've got a bunch of uh, smaller, well, larger sets as well that have kind of been done for sort of multi-parts and that kind of thing. One of my favorites is this one, which is the Priest set. Um, considering we've just seen previews recently for this, uh, The Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe, which looks freaking awesome, uh, this stuff was was very cool. And again, could easily be used or well, something historical, set in medieval period, or the Renaissance, or something. Or you could use it as something up to date because you got guns and all sorts in there as well. And you know, what's more badass than being able to carry a sword and a gun at the same time and fight demons? I think. Well, I if think. they made a sword gun. Well, yes, if it was Final Fantasy, yeah, Final Fantasy well, Eight those, or something. Those, yeah.
4: those, those
1: exist. <laughs> yeah, that's well, actually, they are right. Yes, that's yes. Pretty true. Uh, but you got some characters in there that would uh, wouldn't look out of. Uh, and look out of place in a Dan Brown novel as well. Just thought it was quite neat. Quite yeah. neat, or a Dan Brown movie.
0: Potentially you could well. um, yeah. you could throw them in with your oh, Spanish War of Independence, the you the, could. the Spanish Civil yeah. War,
2: or yeah. if you wanted to do a little Seven TV for some uh, Three Musketeers fun.
1: Yes, same as well. Or uh, you know, the best, the good thing about a lot of the stuff to do with religion is that it doesn't really change very much. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, uh, how we love you. Yeah, so it fits into uh, all sorts of different time periods, and I think this would be an awesome little collection for playing out some pulpy games on the tabletop, which is quite nice. Mm -hmm. Um, You also got the slightly larger unit packs as well. So you've got the ones for the cultists, the the sacrifices, and then the death field Valkyries as well, uh, which are really nice. So, again, covering kind of fantasy, um, history, and sci-fi all at the same time. That's Um, an exciting one. The Maori Warriors one is really good. I've always liked the idea of diving into kind of like Pacific Islander Warfare. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a couple of games out there that do that. Primal. Um, but, uh, and and yeah. Maori, I think, is the supplement for Primal. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that the models are fantastic for that kind of setting and range. And you can have a lot of fun with them, I think. Um, yeah. And there's enough... Um
0: enough tribal weapons that you could do the Maori tribal warfare or yeah. war, with the addition of uh, some black powder in there you could do the um, colonial wars then. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And the Maori and uh,
1: <laughs> British start kicking off. This is before all the Maoris were recruited by Weta to be Uruk-hai for <laughs> yeah. just, just before them. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> uh, I think there's
0: a Maori list
1: in Blood and Steel, he said, looking for his book. Because yeah, they have the, the wars in there, in there, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, so it's yeah. the right time period. Yeah. So, you know, get your hands on these, get them printed off. And because of the multi-part nature of them, you can create yourself some interesting skirmishing warbands or or full units and stuff as well on the tabletop, which is quite nice.
2: I mean, if you're facing one set of Maoris with just traditional weapons and someone has a shotgun, who do you think is going to win? <laughs> the traditional weapons. <laughs> because your shotgun has finite
4: ammunition. Mm.
0: Yeah. Also, they, they ran into problems where the um, the climate, because it was very humid, damp a lot of the time, they uh, ran into problems with uh, file powder. Uh, warpage and filing yeah. powder. And all right. sorts of That's yeah. interesting that they've gone with like... Um, the half face mask thing. So. Yeah, yeah, which presumably is there to make life easier for people who don't want to have to paint all the very intricate tattoo work mm. onto the Maori.
2: But it looks raised, which is odd.
0: Well, because it's sculpted. Okay.
2: Mm. It's, not, that, it's not it's not
4: meant to be a mask. It's it's like it's, buying it, a banner, Justin, that has the, the eagle and everything. Yeah. Yeah, There's yeah, the stuff yeah, yeah. already on it. It's mm. just there as a, like a kind of a painting mm. guide kind of yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. Kind of cool.
4: Yeah. If you don't uh, shade it, you'll not know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that guy also, looks like he's carrying a paintbrush as
0: well. <laughs> also, I imagine, like many things with 3D print and, and renders in general, the renders are often overemphasized because you have shrinkage in print or casting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they yeah. they're not as pronounced when you get the final result through. Yeah, so you know. find out that, that, that to be that a pants.
4: lot shallower than it looks. Yeah,
0: yeah. there's so. some of the Maori and different uh, outfits, great set there. That's perfect for yeah. colonial
1: war stuff there. So yeah, some great stuff there. Nice. Uh, the Aztecs is yes. quite nice. So you've got like a sacrifice set. <laughs> yes.
0: They've already done some additional Aztec pieces. Yeah, um, to yeah. add into the the Aztec uh, plastics that they do anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's now just a, a different set and presumably then you can mix and match these with the plastics anyway, so you get some yeah. more body types. Something um, for your
1: conquistadors to go a- up against. Aztec <laughs> a- Abacus. <Yeah. laughs> to tally up how many people you've killed. Yeah. I, I quite hardly
2: like... have the gods today.
1: Yeah. I, quite like yeah. the idea. I like that you've got quite, obviously the set's been designed so that you can make things like the the high priest and, mm. the, and the, the helpers and stuff. Yes. I think there's quite a nice set of bodies in there for making the guys playing the Uh, you know, the game that they play, you know, with Mm. the ball and stuff, which would then... Yes, the the street kids. Yeah, Yeah, who would get where the losing team gets
2: sacrificed, yeah. It
1: was the winners that got sacrificed. Was Was it?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, You don't
0: want want losers. Oh, the gods would be very annoyed. You may as well just go and find (laughs) any cowards. Fair Fair enough, fair
2: enough. Honestly, there is only one thing I would love to see added to this, and that would be a pair of arms that would sit bound behind the person. Because that way you could have the couple of ones that are running, like, just lagging it from being trying sacrificed. To run away from
1: the temple, yeah. Oh, <laughs> go, go yep. for apocalypto. Yeah, 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 I mean, they're not yeah. far off it already. Have mm-hmm. yeah. you even got some Olympic torchbearers as well? Though. Yep, <laughs> that's where it started. The
0: Olympic torch procession started yeah. in, in uh, Mesoamerica, the Aztecs. <laughs> not a lot of people know that. Where's Warren for his historical facts?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's some dude on YouTube for it. Yeah, imagine there is. As in this, this set of uh, fantasy cultists. Fantasy as well. cultists. Um, so whether you're playing something Conan based uh, or, oh, you're, or you're venturing into Frostgrave or. Stargrave. Uh, not Stargrave. Even even, uh, well, even,
0: Stargrave slash what we were talking about earlier, the SG1 ones, Stargate, because yeah, yeah. they're
1: screaming horsey masks to paint them up. Yeah. Super metallic. So you've got a whole host of awesome quirky-looking models in there that could be used uh, to represent yeah, both cool. the cultists and the cult, the guards of the cultists as well, which I think is quite nice. As we learned uh, earlier,
0: never summon before you've learned bind.
2: <laughs> I mean, that that one time you were invited to the party and felt underdressed? Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I really like the beaky-looking heads on them.
1: Mm. So where's the bowl that we put our keys? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's there's a guy yeah.
2: just really happy in his life. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's always better to be a sacrificer rather than the sacrificee. Very true. Mm. Yeah. But, uh,
2: that and whoever so, has the biggest hat is clearly most important. <laughs> true.
1: So I think this would be quite nice if you mix this in alongside maybe the cultist kits from Frostgrave and Northstar mm. and things, and you could have some really fun, you could have a really fun time with that. Or of course, you could just use it uh, as leader models or elite figures within your armies potentially as well. I'd say it's quite nice. I uh, the Valkyries. I I yeah, so the last one's the Valkyries, which is the, the sci-fi set um for, for this for well for the month of february through into to march so it's a set of um uh, bewinged ladies uh in either exosuits excesses or maybe they're just entirely mechanical save their heads who knows i suppose uh <laughs> and they are r- rather than just simply retrieving the dead honorable dead from the battlefield i think these ladies probably murder a lot of people make and the dead they make the dead, yes.
2: <laughs> uh, that or, you know, with those big clamps, John, maybe they're not retrieving people, but retrieving tanks. I oh, see maybe. that flamer.
0: I wonder if that flamer's yeah. in here somewhere. Because so, yeah, they're all quite interesting. The, the body itself is very Vulture from Man From Man. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Weird yeah. Weird I do like the big weapons. of weapons. Mm. It's, um, they're the kind of weapons that you could do a lot of nice things with glow effects on, I think. Mm. Um, oh, I love that as well. You've seen a wing she's the full, shield. She's gone full think.
0: Titans <laughs> are like a shield of steel yeah. Yeah. oh they need to release a karate now as well I mean where's the flamer that. show me the flamer so I will cut you War Games Atlantic if you don't show me the flamer Charlie's
1: in a in a corner so am crying so <laughs> he's meant to be coming getting weapons now. next month gunny guns yeah. gunny guns there's the flamer let flame.
0: yeah I want it from another direction mmm you oh. <laughs> shame Annoying um, I wonder the nice if that thing about- is, has to Sorry. be done like that or if the flame is optional. You looks, can always snip it off as well, can't you? I suppose so, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But, then, but if it's all billowy from the front vent, mm. from the... the, the right, if so I don't know what the front it. of a, No, but that's good with vent. <laughs> yeah. If you cut that off, you're going to have to remodel it.
3: Mm.
0: See,
1: there it is there, being all gluey.
2: Gloomy
0: Blimby.
1: Blimby flame. <laughs> but we'd be, I think these would look really nice. I think they'd come together really well, and very quickly as well, especially if you went with like a, a blue metallic or something for the for the body armour and the wings mm. and things. It'd be quite you, nice. You two can lean into the uh, Thor Ragnarok feel of a Valkyrie. Yeah. Drop while, them into your... By uh... playing the Emigrant Song. Yeah. Really <laughs> <love that. laughs> Drop them into all manner of different type of armies, as oh. I, su- I suggest, alongside the Einherjar and stuff like that, and uh, yeah. maybe use them with your space dwarves and things. That'd be quite cool. Oh. Filthy Space um, Dwarves. But yeah, so that's kind of a look at what they've got um, coming out kind of February-ish. But uh, March mm-hmm. is also going to bring, bring uh, a whole host of new miniatures as well. So they're going to be doing what they're calling the Imaginations. <laughs> it's a uh, classic. So it's looking at putting alternative models into history and, and things like that. And um, uh, a lot of the focus for March is going to be on on female miniatures within historical settings. And one of these is going to be some Napoleonic as you can see there women's guard um for use in your your games which i thought was quite a nice little touch um and sort of going with the idea of what if stories and things like that and throwing them into your game so you know it, especially if you're playing something like uh like silver bayonet i think these kind of models would be really mm-hmm. fun for that uh especially if they do some of them that aren't necessarily as rank and file as the as these ones as well which would be really cool uh, but uh, yeah yeah the, the imaginations are an interesting one because it's
0: it's a very old concept in wargaming mm. uh it, it's very much what Warren wants to do with historics but we've never really <laughs> brought never really broached the subject with him about imagination so you would you would essentially create your own world your own political power structure within the period of 18th century warfare 16th century so you have the same technological level you don't add any fantasy creatures you just create a fantasy world with fantasy imaginations Mm -hmm. so none of the nations you wouldn't be going british against french you'd be going well my duke, Feffel of uh uh, has been looking to wage war (laughs) that sounds like a nordic country (laughs) on the on the tyrannical dunder mifflin confederation <laughs> I, and you would and you would do this and you would play your games and it would be exactly straight list as as if you were playing a historic game but over time They're just you and your world. group yeah. would change the political outlook of the world you're playing in and you would have so these you know
2: geopolitics of unreal estate
0: yeah that, that <laughs> type of thing I, I, you know the way you would sometimes well often you'll get people who play a lot of fantasy and sci-fi who won't get into historics in certain periods or eras because they don't want to be playing uh, an, a nation that did harsh stuff let 's face it I' so know a any of them? really avoided that over the years <laughs> so any um, of them <laughs> yeah, but d- depending you know you'll get people go well, i wouldn't play World War II because it 's too close or blah 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 mm. um, with this you can you can play the style of warfare without any of the baggage connected to a specific mm. nation or country or nation state or whatever it happens to be so mm. i've always liked the, the imagination stuff, and it used to be very big. Uh, and there's still lots of groups kicking around Facebook and all sorts these days. Even old people like me have worked out how to use the face pages. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see it's, what else they do beyond the just the the female and Napoleonic soldiers there.
4: Kind oh. kind of like when um, your uh, your model UN club fails,
2: <laughs> yeah. you, you go to imagination and and play out your your eventual yes. war. How's well, I mean, I, I just imagine Jerry sitting in front of an Excel spreadsheet, working out what the the monthly grain income is from his southern regions of to see <laughs> how much, yeah, to see <laughs> to see what is you know the trading power, the GDP of Narfnar.
0: It can be. I mean, it, it's one of these things. that can be as deep or as as light touch as you want. If you just want to name your place, name your commanders, and then just play away, you can do that. Yeah, uh, if you want to draw out the whole maps and everything else and watch them change over time, that is also very doable. But yeah, I'm um, 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 interested to see, especially when it comes to things like cavalry and the likes as well, um, because there's uh, they've not done much in the way of cavalry yet, and they've a few other bits and pieces like the RB builder packs for the Prussians. So whether or not we get some <laughs> alternative pieces that you can mix in with those to expand it, yeah,
1: that would be cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. fun stuff.
1: Yeah. watch okay. out for more from war, war games atlantic over the next month or so yeah
0: assuming charlie isn't too worried about coming across now he may be over at the end of march to well there we go talk Very and simple. film some stuff
2: and basically dive tackle john going i missed you <laughs>
0: what can i say what what we all do we all do john right uh we have a pair of kickstarters mm-hmm. uh, to finish off the show mm. and the first one up. It's, well, I suppose not, actually a game founder, I suppose, actually. So. Well, a cu- couple of campaigns yeah. there. How about that? Yeah. All the campaigns all the time. Uh, this mm. is Huang mm. uh, from mm. Phalanx.
2: And you can you get your hands on the Huang.
1: I had so much of this when Warren was on, and I was talking about I'm
0: sorry,
1: well, it's infectious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've actually
0: played through this, John Shea. James, Justin and uh, myself. Uh, no, I wasn't there. Were you not there?
2: No, I just edited it. So I do oh. know how it plays. I just didn't get to play that day. I'm really <laughs> sad. There's so much editing to do these days. I don't get to play as many games as I used to. Oh,
0: well.
4: <laughs> that's, that's fine. We'll make more for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you can live <laughs> vicariously through us. Um, so it's <laughs> it's um, a reskin of uh, Yellow River and Yellow and Yangtze. Yeah. yeah. Um, game by uh, Reiner. Rainer knizia was the original is is the is the the developer yeah yeah whereas this moves it into the warring states of china Mm -hmm. um and it's an interesting game because sometimes you can get uh tactical games like this with tile placement where you can double down or lean into a specific style of play you just go full warlord and, and run over everybody like the mongol empire or you just take all the money off the board or all the grain, whatever it happens to be. But um, when you're building your foundation for your kingdom, uh, you're having to sort of split your uh, vision for your territory, shall we say, between uh, military, trading, artisans, um, district governors. And at the end of the game, you take the lowest value that you've managed to accumulate. So you've got to keep your eye on five spinning plates across uh, the the (laughs) nation, so to speak, while at the same time keeping an eye on what your opponents are up to. Um, Because if, if one of them comes too close and you end up clashing, you could lose a big chunk of your territory, or you can lose uh, time and and resources to trying to stave off an invasion or just, you know, um, the wealth just disappears shockingly. Uh, So it's, it's not asymmetric in the forces that you have, although there is a certain amount of asymmetry with the, the sort of gameplay. Um, but your, your factions are always trying to run this sort of balancing act between them, uh, which I really, really enjoyed playing.
2: See, the, the interesting thing from having watched through it, Jerry, was seeing how everyone else was playing it. They were fighting between each other for all the different resources. You mm. just went off on your own and went, no, I have the Golden Dakota. It's all wild. It's just all the Golden Dakota.
0: Uh, Well, there were two reasons for that. One, I accidentally ran into Shea early on and lost a big chunk of my warlord and territory and power. (laughs) And and secondly, I never seem to get because you're having to deal with five resources constantly, even five build types, um, the golden pagoda, the, the, the lucky golden pagoda allows you to substitute those resources at the end um for any colored victory points so you can try and rebalance so if you're you're at a deficit it's not a great way to play the game but it certainly had some elasticity to pull me back into contention a bit Mm -hmm. uh but yeah the uh the the core game comes as uh cardboard tiles and standees Mm -hmm. Uh, but there are upgrades so there's a deluxe version that replaces the uh the standees with a whole host of miniatures if miniatures are your thing and i believe all plans yeah uh so they're they're anthropomorphized yes. yeah there we go yeah. that's a good word but the, it's still the the actual chinese territories of the, that uh, kingdom period um so I, I i quite like what they've done with this where you can buy in a lower value and the lower value isn't particularly um expensive anyway and the deluxe mm. values i think it's like 45 euro for basic and then your deluxe is 60. Bit which less is a that.
1: massive gap anyway to be no honest, no saying. it's not not
0: massive <laughs> uh, but you yeah. can also go in and, and get a few other bits and pieces that you can upgrade uh the game found campaign includes
1: things like uh i think it's a linen mat or a cloth mat yeah you've got a game mat um, in there um, yeah and a couple of additional upgrade options as well, I think, for it as well. So. It, it adds a, a
0: fifth player uh, yes. for free, mm-hmm. gratis. So you can mm-hmm. play four player standard when it hits retail. Fifth player in the Game Found version is free. Uh, and then there's an expansion as well, which I think is Game Found exclusive, um, if mm-hmm. memory serves. It has been a little while since I've had a nosy through it. But Shipping doesn't seem too egregious. No, not at the moment. As long as there's not another massive it's, shutdown. It's a, the tight world. Little,
1: it's a tight little game as well, packed into quite yeah. a, a neat little box, which yeah. you could, so, yeah. so, as you can see, rules available in multi languages, uh, which you can already go in and download. You can play a tabletop
0: simulator, or you can watch us chumps uh, batter <laughs> through it, uh, ably assisted, thankfully, by um, the delightful James from Phalanx. So, mm. if you're not a native English speaker, there's plenty of other versions of it up there already to watch too. Mm. There we are. Look at us go. Yeah. Look at, at Shay's smug grin. I bet, I bet there will be a smug grin, Shay. Him stand sitting beside me. Look, look how smug he is all the time. There's me <laughs> desert trying to work out what colours things are. Well, can you can
2: see the waves of smug flowing up? Oh, <laughs> uh, emanating.
0: Anytime we play with Shay
1: at all, ever, there's just waves of smug just laying off him. I you watched know, him... I watched him beating you up in uh, Bot War this week, oh, yeah. which is quite funny. Son, so, of a, yeah. son of a gun. But yeah, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll say no more about that.
0: But yeah, a tight little campaign from Phalanx and um, yeah, and, yeah. and a, a really fun game as well. Nice self-contained and mm. deeply, deeply strategic as well. I don't even think we've got to
1: script the surface. No, it's nice to see Knizia's stuff still going strong as well because I know that like Yellow and Yangtze and, Tigris and Euphrates have kind of languished a little bit in the background, yeah. but it's nice to see them being redeveloped or revamped in certain ways and brought to the tabletop again and stuff. So, very
0: yeah, cool. I think this was one of the things I have seen somebody
1: saying that um,
0: they hadn't, they'd heard about uh, Yellow and Yancy, but uh, hadn't, hadn't managed to pick it up. Whereas, if that's the sort of gameplay you're after, then you can grab this and mm-hmm. uh, get it at a yeah, sounds a like very a- reasonable price. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, tempting. An absolute cracking little thing. Uh, yes. Six days left on that. So only on, six. Only That's six. Seven. If you're if, <laughs> if you're interested, um, you can go ahead and grab it. If you want to wait, it will be hitting retail later. But like I say, you'll you'll miss out on a few things, or you may have to pay for the uh, the additional expansion. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, you go, you go. Be all that you can be in ancient China. <laughs> Get the golden golden pagoda. Lucky pagoda all the way. Uh, We're going to stay in the Orient. We are, yes.
1: And uh, take a look at some miniatures from Studio Historia. Yeah, so uh, moving from from China, from ancient China, to World War II Japan. Uh, And this was one that uh, Lloyd actually uh, spotted and was like, hey, this would be cool to talk about. (laughs) But he's he's not not here to talk talk about it now. (laughs) Uh, It's like that. So this is uh, Studio Historia, as as, uh, as Jerry was saying, who have brought uh, us the sons of Yamato, the Imperial Japanese force forces at war um, from World War Two. So this is your island hopping and all that kind of good stuff happening over in the Pacific, uh, with a whole range of new both 3D printable miniatures and also physical releases um, for these Japanese soldiers. Um, So they've all been designed to um, mimic the Japanese army from the period of 1939 through to 1942, um, and all scaled to 28 mil as well, so they should work alongside a lot of other miniature ranges out there. They show some comparisons to a lot of the stuff from Warlord, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, and it, uh, it matches up very nicely indeed. Um, and so throughout the collection, they've got a whole host of different miniatures that you could use for building up essentially your entire Japanese force <laughs> on the tabletop. Um, they've done HQs, they've done troops, like so, all your standard infantry, with a range of specialist weapons in there as well. So you've got grenadiers, you've got machine gun teams. You've seen there in some of the images, you've got trucks uh, and boats and things that they're also work- working towards as well. Um, no thanks. On sorry? No tanks? No, t- no tanks as far as I could see when I was looking through the camp campaign. Go. Although they might have decided to add them in later on as well. As, but, um, you know, I quite like the fact that they've basically just gone, hey, we're just going to do all the bulk force of everything. <laughs> well, I mean... We <laughs> were kind of standing in front stuff, so, yeah.
0: On a lot of the islands, certainly the smaller ones, there weren't any tanks. Well, that's true. Yep. Yeah. So, so um, obviously, some of the bigger ones there were. Yeah. It's also interesting that they've, they've pitched this as between 39 and 42 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, theoretically, some of it would... Obviously, work for later, much later um, as well. Yeah, but I was so. telling some uh, some people about the early Pacific War recently as well, and they went. Essentially, they they aimed their game at around about the same time period because at that stage, there was still an awful lot of back and forth. The Imperial right. Army hadn't yeah. been completely ruffle-stumped by that stage, so <laughs> yep. so there was attacks and counterattacks on
1: both sides. It yeah. was a more balanced um, uh, sort of forces campaign in, in and, the yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I love that they've gone to the lengths of like really delving into detail in terms of the troops and how they'd be represented i think what's quite nice is that they've it feels like they've gone a little bit further than you see like kits from warlord have gone with like Mm. lots of the additional accessories and bits and pieces on there i love the flags the japanese flags strapped onto their bayonets uh, and rifles rifles and things like it's really cool like that sniper he looks like he's he's got um
0: like thatching. yeah it's like you know, a like like or like, grass like, or something. like like a grass killer exactly yeah to hide them yeah it's a really
1: nice touch and really nice pose as well sort of cross-legged yeah. with the sniper rifle they've also done some really good stuff in here for um for kind of like weird incidental bits so one of the <laughs> sets they've done which you'll see as we as we go through is, uh, is called the crossing men <laughs> so whenever they had to cross over rivers or you know areas of water a bunch of soldiers would jump in the river and hold a ladder on their shoulders, and then the other t- soldiers would walk across, across it. The top.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. it makes
1: sense for like four, four, you know, four or five men to get wet rather than well, like the yes. whole company. Who
2: annoyed yeah. the sergeant today?
1: Oh yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but as you can see here and as i was saying earlier they've, they've done a good job of bringing together all the different elements you need so you've got machine gunners you've got your mortars you've got your snipers you've got your standard soldiers there's the crossing man I thought it was really neat a little vignette that's
4: really cool looking Actually, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah such a, a you know there's a guy carrying around a whole bunch of ammo you don't want them falling in the river do you so i'd <laughs> like so. the idea of putting that you know
0: making a river section and then at some point during a game just just Dropping that, in, that that, yeah,
1: cross. That,
0: That's your fording point there. Yeah.
1: I can see why Lloyd was so taken with this. <laughs>
0: mm. Studio Historia do some beautiful stuff. They did the they did. American Civil
1: War mm-hmm. range um, yeah. previous. But uh, it's a nice set full of very dynamic uh, miniatures that, uh, that cover all the bases. As I said, they've got um, digital offerings. So if you want to just get your hands on uh, the stl files and print them all off at home mm-hmm. you can do um if you want to go that extra level and get them out to get them physically sent to you then you can get yourself a platoon as you can see there and you essentially get everything you'd need for running a uh a japanese army on the tabletop in something like bolt action or whatever mm-hmm. uh which is, i think is really nice and as you can see they're unlocking a whole bunch of different stretch goals as they go as well which is good um but yeah studio Historia and some sons of the sons of Yamoto. i thought it was a really nice little one there to kind of bring people back around to world war 2 and fighting in a different theatre of war from the the normal yeah. well, so
0: 100% it's um it's a really nice nice set and it's it looks like with the stretch goals they're hammering through that's going to be a comprehensive set as well for yeah. uh, <clears throat> like I'm not seeing anything massively missing so far um, you know yeah. you're not you're not going to be looking at and
4: chi has maybe
0: yeah yeah, but um, if they don't if they don't hit the top end unlocks, you're not going to be too worried that you're not going to be able to feel the viable force. It's all I there you already. You get the boats,
1: the big landing craft, and the and the bunkers they would have been in as well is really cool. Oh, it's so recon scouts, and
0: oh, be, beat the last Kickstarter campaign stretch goal. That's <laughs> like it. We made this before. Can we go further? Yeah. Bicycle trips. So oh, that's quite good. Bicycle Bind trips, trips. would be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. And they've
2: got some social stretch
0: goals as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't do social. Who, who goes near social? What's this? Why
2: would you get uh, into war was... gaming to talk to other people? Well, par- apparently <laughs> at, least, apparently at least 50 people did.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's terrible, terrible sign. They're right there, man. You've got to keep an
2: eye out for them. Don't trust yeah. them.
0: <laughs> I've just noticed.
2: Oh, Hero 173
0: backed. It's, that must be a ridiculous amount. Even I haven't reached that. <laughs> Hero Nada service he was the one he who, was the
4: guy found in the 50s it, wasn't he? yeah
0: oh so he sur- sorry stuff. he surrendered <laughs> in the 50s oh, yeah well yeah mm-hmm. they, uh, when they per, had to dig, dig his old commanding officer out of a retirement home because yeah. he didn't believe it wasn't a trap yeah <laughs> oh there's some really nice ones in there oh atonement mm-hmm. for failure figure
2: oh a yeah.
0: I'd, yeah. I'd almost uh i'd almost try and work out how to do social to try and get them up to that
3: <laughs> I, I won't
0: though the only social uh-huh. i do is anti right sons of yamoto imperial japanese forces at war that's cool eight days left and also mm-hmm. funded i think that wraps us up for another week cool it does we will return once again next friday but if that's too far away you can join us on sunday over on tabletop.com for our cult of games xlbs where we subscribe about our hobby and don't forget if you want to win that family board game and build your own kingdom uh, you need to be a subscriber and comment below but until next time have a great week of gaming Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it,
3: why not hit subscribe and remember to ding or dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.